I'm hearing footsteps. Where are we? So we're in Michigan. Two Forest Service employees and an IPR reporter are trudging through the woods in search of an elusive species. Could be anywhere. Okay, I was feeling like it was just a little further. Let's start there. Let's start there. They're at an undisclosed location in northern Michigan. They're looking for American ginseng. It's a state-threatened plant that's getting even harder to find. But these botanists are part of an effort to save it from local extinction. This is Points North, a show about the land, water, and inhabitants of the Upper Great Lakes. I'm Dan Wanshura. And I'm Morgan Springer. American ginseng isn't exactly a flashy plant. You could probably walk right over it without noticing. So they tend to have two smaller leaflets at the base and then three bigger ones. That's Grady Zuderveen. He's a botanist with the U.S. Forest Service. And he's been involved in a ginseng restoration project in the Huron-Manistee National Forests. And so has his colleague, Rich Corner. We start walking through, we start looking on the ground. And tagging along behind the botanists is IPR's Patrick Shea. Patrick, why all this secrecy about where ginseng grows in Michigan? You know, that surprised me too. That's what initially piqued my interest because all the botanical surveys of ginseng I could find had the exact locations blacked out. And they do that because poachers want it. Poachers? I I just got to be honest. I don't really know much about ginseng. The only time I've really seen it is on energy drinks, like an ingredient in energy drinks. Yeah, and that's typically like cultivated ginseng, not wild grown, but that is commonly used in in sports drinks. You know, I I heard about ginseng as a kid, but all I can really remember is that it's a medicinal herb, I think traditionally used in Chinese medicine. Yeah, exactly. Extracts from the ginseng root are used a lot in traditional Chinese medicine. In fact, the word ginseng is derived from Chinese. It translates to man root. And here, let me show you a picture of it. Wow, that's weird looking. I, that's not what I expect. It's like a white carrot almost. Mm, like parsnip. Like a man with uh, arms and legs or just a lot of legs. <laughs> right. You know, they come in all shapes and sizes. So what does it do as a medicine then? Well, Grady Zudervane answered that while we were searching for it. In traditional Asian cultures, it, it, they say it balances the yin and yang. It provides kind of both. Um, which makes it highly valuable. So valuable that the species of ginseng native to Asia became really scarce after thousands of years of harvesting. In turn, they've turned to American ginseng to meet some of that demand. And that demand fuels an international black market and attracts poachers to the plant, especially in the American Southeast. The value is such that people feel like if I leave it behind, somebody's going to come behind me and dig it anyway, so that money might as well be in my pocket. And if ginseng poaching sounds familiar, you might have seen a pretty corny reality show on the History Channel a few years back called Appalachian Outlaws. People will steal for it, steal it. Some bitch shoots you and kill you over it. Ever who controls the ginseng controls the mountains. This is a new gold rush, and I intend to cash in. Wow. That's quite the comparison to compare it to the gold rush. Is that a bit extreme? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, it, it fetches a pretty high price, I hear, but experts say that ginseng poaching probably isn't happening much here in Michigan. Ginseng's decline here is more likely due to habitat loss, a warming climate, and overbrowsing by deer. And even though there's not much of a poaching scene, the plant does have significance to the people here. 
The Intertribal Council of Michigan put ginseng on a list of threatened species with cultural importance, and they presented that list to the Forest Service. The council represents the interests of Michigan's 12 federally recognized tribes. Frank Beaver is the director of natural resources for the Little River Band of Ottawa Indians. He says he hasn't harvested ginseng himself. Folks are pretty, uh, um, I'll say, private about their harvesting. So I don't, I don't even know that I would recognize it if I stepped on it, right? You know, it's something that I know is very important, um, but our, our folks are a little tight-lipped about it. What's lost when a plant with traditional uses, a plant with medicinal uses, does become regionally extinct? You know, you lose that relationship. And uh, the methods for harvesting, you know, if it's not there to, to harvest, then, then that knowledge can even be lost. Beaver says he's grateful the Forest Service is working to prevent that loss. And that's why these botanists are out here looking for ginseng. It's the early stages of a project to reintroduce the plant in the national forest. And the first step is to assess how much is out there. That involves lots of searching along the forest floor, sort of just wandering. But really, we're just in a meander survey, right? <laughs> exactly. It'll be 9, 10 o'clock before I admit I'm lost. <laughs> Is it really what it sounds like? They're just like uh, aimlessly walking around in circles? Isn't that what it sounds like, Dan? It sounds like it's. it would be very discouraging. <laughs> yeah, well... Like Grady said, it's called a meander survey. It, it is what it sounds like, kind of meandering. But their methods aren't totally random. They, they know generally where to look. They use these pressed samples of ginseng that were dug up over the last century and stored in plant collections, usually at universities. And those old samples include the general area where that plant was found. So that gives botanists a good place to start. They start coming across some plants that serve as clues. Um, so you come in here, you go, okay, I'm seeing maidenhair fern, so that's a good sight. I might see Jack in the pulpit and go, oh, it's getting good. Uh, I think I'm hitting the right spot. And then you just do a meander survey. So you guys are probably wondering if we found ginseng. Yeah. And yeah, drum roll. No, we didn't. Not not a single plant. Ugh. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it kind of ruins the story, doesn't it? Thanks for listening to Points North. Have a great weekend. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. But I mean, there's still a story here, right? The, the fact we didn't find any, even in a spot where these botanists have found it before, like that shows how rare it really has become. And to be fair to them, the ginseng leaves had probably dropped already. That might be the real reason why we didn't see it. But still, it's getting harder to find in Michigan. So what's their plan? How can they bring this back? Well, by planting it. But exactly how to go about that, that's the question. You know, a similar project in Pennsylvania just gave bags of ginseng seeds to deer hunters and asked them to scatter it around the woods. But these seeds often come from outside the region. And here in Michigan, there could be some unique genetic traits that the Forest Service wants to preserve. That's because we're right at the edge of ginseng's habitat range, and, and they don't want to dilute the gene pool. This is going to be a process. You know, we're not ready to, to run out and start planting this stuff. Our responsibility, I think, is to reintroduce it in the right ecological context, at the right ecological densities, and the right genotypic material. Mm -hmm. I think that last sentence should be on the record. I think that's exactly right. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> Just that last one. Yeah. Okay, are we done, Patrick? Yeah, that's all I've got for today. You know, the song you're hearing right now, though, I was washing my dishes the other night right after editing this ginseng story and a song comes on my recommended playlist called ginseng sullivan and uh that was a pretty cool coincidence so i'll leave you with that nope it was meant to be thank you so much for listening to points north 
Today's episode was produced by reporter Patrick Shea. I'm Morgan Springer. And I'm Dan Wanshura. You can listen to past episodes at pointsnorthradio.org. Have a great weekend. It's a long way to the Delta From the North Georgia Hills And a Tulsa full of ginseng Won't pay no traveling bills